This episode is brought to you by Inoke Hafoka and Manumalo Alayuma. Thank you for your generous donation and support of this podcast. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. 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 All right, partner. I got uh, a would you rather. Okay. But we're going to, I'm going to just use this. um, I'm going to use a clip. I got this would you rather um, from watching an interview of Nipsey Hussle. Mm. And in the, uh, oddly enough, in the interview, he brought up a would you rather. And I was like, damn, that'd be a good one. To start off the show with, so Nipsey brought it up. Nipsey brought oh, it up, okay. yeah. So I'm gonna play it real quick, and then we'll go into it. Okay, fine. Oh, you know, I read one time like, would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world, or at peace with yourself and at war with the world? Mm. And I'll- there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you? What was the question? Would you rather be at war with yourself and peace with the world? Or at peace, or at peace with yourself, and at war with the world. Yes. God, wow! Was that his own question, or did he? He said he heard it, or he read it somewhere. Damn, of course he did. He's like a super meditation guy, uh, man. I think. Well, I know I would rather be at peace with myself because mm-hmm. that's kind of like something I'm trying to like already walk into right now in this journey mm-hmm. in this season. But yeah, if I was, yeah, I would totally be at peace with myself and at war with the world because I feel like that's just the reality, you know? Like we're constantly at world with the world anyways because of their preconceived notions of what we are, you know, or the perception of what we are, you know? So it's like, it's bad. I think social media really kind of gives us that fight of like fighting against the world, fighting against their views against us, you know, and their judgment against our walk or where they think we are just because of pictures that we post, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, I, I would totally rather be at peace with myself and at world with the world. Fuck the world. Like Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, like the the Little Wayne song, Fuck the World, that never gets enough mm. um, shine, I guess. What about you? I'd rather be at peace, peace with, with myself. Yourself. Yeah, I'd rather Why? be at peace with myself and at and at war with the world. Because uh, I feel like if I were that same as you, I also would. Um, I also am working on finding a, a sense of complete overall peace yeah. within because it's it's not that way, you know. Yeah. Just with the, uh, we all have insecurities and yeah. moments of self doubt yeah. and uh, not believing in ourselves. It goes back to our talk about ego again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just just um, trying to be at peace with all the negative thoughts and mm. the negative ways in which I view myself. Right. I guess you know, and to to. Uh, to be at peace with myself is to not care about what the world has to say. Right, yeah. And so the the war is is that the world can't get to me anymore because I'm at peace. Right. And so that's the world's fault and not mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you know, I think a uh, regular life is us being at war with ourselves and at and trying to find uh peace with the world, right? right. Like trying to be 
trying to you know be somebody who can be completely accepted in all these different yeah um spaces that we occupy yeah right you know folks are always trying to be validated yeah you know by the space by the by the um the corporation yeah you know by their families spiritual leaders friends Mm. you know and it's like yeah uh, to be at peace with yourself is like to just completely know yourself love yourself understand yourself and understand that others are who they are as well yeah right and so like not this is my uh kind of philosophy and working with uh not just young people or students but yeah community as well is that i'm not above you i'm not beneath you right um, mm. but that i'm like right alongside you yeah you i die yeah and even i mean i'm not it's not always 100 percent though because you know there are people who i in turn also pass judgment on you know and I have to catch myself at times or like I'll I'll process it and work through it and yeah adjust but I'm not 100% perfect like yeah. none of us are so yeah I can recall a season though that I was once at war with um I chose the other end you know I chose to be um at war with myself and you know not at war with the world you know at peace with the at world at peace with the world mm-hmm. I chose that, you know, and I get, you know, it just really depends on where people are in their journey in life. You know, I feel like it it just, some arrive there early, some take the longer route to find that route. But, um, and to some pieces, not for them. War is just something that they have been conditioned in and just, you know, they just kind of refuse to unlearn that and recondition a new way of yeah. learn, you know, so it's it was a fight for me because I've always been conditioned in an environment of war, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So to unlearn and to sit in several amazing spaces that taught me to help unlearn the war mentality, that was amazing, you yeah. know. And I, I think that's the. That's just a, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different thing for our people, I feel like, the war, you know, because we grow up, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I speak for the majority, but I can speak for the, and environmentally from where I came from, that's the majority of what we go through, the war experience of growing up, you know, like, struggle, fighting, you know, like, financial struggle, like, the poverty-stricken areas that we live in, you know, like, mm-hmm. just even the Bay Area right now, we're constantly at war, financially, mentally, spiritually, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, it's really hard to tap into that place of peace when there's not much to be celebrated, especially if every dollar is given to something and nothing is left for us, you know? So Come it's on. Yeah, but yeah, I can I know once upon a time that And you know what? I'm not even going to lie. I kind of sometimes waver back and forth in those right. mindsets. Right. Some so it's it's a it's a it's a practicing thing that you need to do in order to kind of get to that place probably where Nipsey was, you know. And yeah, I need a and that's why again I am finding myself in um you know, uh, monasteries every day, you Mm -hmm. know, not every day, but like once a week. And that's big for me. 
and like that has literally shifted a lot within my mind within my just physical body like a lot has been lifted just because I'm now into a place it's not only a place of solitude but it's a place of rest it's a place of just unwinding and there's a lot of spiritual um just statues there that just kind of give you like you know it really just kind of helps kind of ground you and give you a set a a feeling of peace so that practice right there has literally changed now. I hope I can be consistent. <laughs> but you will be. Just say you will I'm, be. Yeah, I will be consistent in going, whether it's, you know, going to a monastery or taking a nice walk or just unplugging and just really meditating because that's important. Right. Yeah. And have and like finding what what other ways in which you could do things that are like a monastery for you. Yes. Like, right. I hope one day that my home can be a monastery. Hey. But that's, uh, we're working on that. Working on that. It's yeah. always, it's a process and it? it's a journey. Yeah. I think what, one thing that came to mind when you were talking about, you know, just, uh, being at war with everything, you know, yeah. with life. Um, it made me think about like how we're inclined and conditioned to be in survival mode. Yes. Right. And so that's trying to survive the war. Right. Right. And it also made me think about just the whole process of living yeah. and standing in our truth. Yeah. Um, especially with being queer, you know, because yeah. I feel like that's probably one of the biggest wars that we have had to endure. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone endures it in a different way, in a different um, space. But I feel like. That was probably one of the, or it's it's still one of the biggest wars um, that I personally fight, right? Because I've come a long way in this journey and I'm finding uh, peace with myself Mm. in my identity as a queer man. Right, Um, But also like just battling with the the ignorance of uh, the world. Yeah. Right. And that ignorance can be found in a lot of places very close to you where you have to sort of like, like pick your battles, you know, pick and choose and really be in a place where you are seeing the other person and understanding the reasons why they feel or have the opinions they do. Right. And like not to take it personally, but to use it as a teaching moment or, as a moment to not engage, right? Like you, right, you yeah, don't have right. to have the time for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just have to work through those moments and want to be at peace. Right. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's such a loaded ass, man, this is two weeks in a row. Question. With your deep ass question. I'm over here with these nasty ass questions. <laughs> don't trip. Don't trip. The nasty ones is coming. No, but. we got to keep the nasty ones for our guests. That's Because I had a pretty deep one, but then Ty was the one that wanted to change. It was like, I was ready for it. Fine. But, but yeah, I, that's a good question. I like that one. But something I want to do differently is also pose this, would you rather, mm. to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Right? And so yeah. please tap in with us on social media or even an email. And let us know, would you rather be at peace with yourself and at war with the world or at war with yourself and peace and at peace with the world. And honestly, dang, you know, what comes to me is that I could see the fight, the difficulty, the, the struggle 
And when you just asked about when you were get, like offering it, that question out to our listeners, because like when I think of a Samoan family, you know, or even Tongan family, Fijian family, like, I think of like we're so tightly knitted. Like for us to be like, you know, if, if we choose if we choose peace within ourselves, we're literally going against our kind of cultural norms, you know, of like, you know, you're being selfish. Now you're, you know, you're not really caring. Now you're not being a part of what our family, di- our family dynamic looks like, you know, you're not being a part of this family. Yeah. Cause the, the cultural norm is, um, just, we always come together. We do everything together. And for someone to step out and say, I choose peace and peace is separating myself from anything that's negative or toxic. That, can be that's a I'm okay that's that's I just had to throw that out there that's <laughs> that can be difficult yeah tap in with us y'all let us know what uh which one you would rather pick um with that said I want to welcome y'all to the for the cultures podcast <laughs> what it do kaipu I'm your host D boy and I'm your host Bex Bumble and it is API Heritage <laughs> Month, Mental Ooh, Health Awareness Month. Yes. Um, we out here celebrating, living month it up. May. The rainy ass month of May. Hey, it's, Sheesh. it's hella weird that it's raining in May, I know. for real. I don't get it. You don't get it? It's, I mean, it's, it's climate change. <laughs> it's definitely uh, the impacts of climate change. But, you yeah. know, nonetheless, we still here. We make it happen. Yep. Um, just oh, one. we and we forgot to greet our mothers on the last episode. Oh, word! So happy belated Mother's Day to all our mothers out there listening. And oh my gosh, we totally forgot. We blanked out. Yeah, we, we were probably too busy. We just came back, you know, <laughs> trying to catch up with everybody. That we yeah. forgot to acknowledge our mamas. Yes, happy belated Mother's Day. Um, every day is Mother's Day. I know. I thank you. Thank you. That's right. right. Thank celebrate. you. But yeah, happy uh, belated. Hope everyone had a a wonderful Mother's Day. And um, yeah, we're just we we apologize for not acknowledging that we totally got caught up in our catch up. Word. But yeah. Before we get started, though, uh, partner, would you mind centering us and getting us ready for this episode? <laughs> okay. So I'm not. I usually do a prayer. But this time I want to read a little quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, um, who I believe just recently passed away. Just, um, but um, Jenny Aiko was the one that kind of put me on him. Uh-huh. So he has this quote called, Letting Go of Notions. The notions and ideas we have about happiness can entrap us. We forget that they are just notions and ideas. Our idea of happiness may be the very thing that's preventing us from being happy. When we're caught in a belief that happiness should take a should take a particular form, we fail to see the opportunities for joy that are right in front of us. Mm. Tick not hun. <sighs> what a beautiful quote, yeah. right? There's a yeah. lot to unpack in that quote. I mean, it feels. I I feel like it's a great reminder to. Be grateful for what you have and what's mm. in front of you instead of placing happiness in other things. Like, oh, if I just get that that, yeah. that pair of Jordans or if I get this, you know, if I get this jacket, you know, just material things. Yeah. That, that's happiness or if we, f- you know, find a, this kind of, if we get a new home right. or a new car, whereas 
we could just be happy with the fact that we're alive and yeah here to make a difference in the world being present yeah cause, yeah uh, really being present in some i have two of his books and a lot like a lot of what he is constantly sharing in his quotes is always talking about being present mm. you know and like being present is like one of the hardest things to do because we have so much shit going on in our lives yeah we have so much stuff that we have to do like even in meetings that i sit in I think about my next meeting. So it's like, For real. I got so much shit on my mind. It's like, and then in the meeting that I go to after, I'm thinking about the next stuff that I have to go prepare for and uh, write up. And then when I get home, I'm thinking about what I got to do the next day. To, so it's like, my mind is always thinking for the next and yeah. it misses out on the present. And, right. um, I really, really love how he, um, he, he just gives a lot of quotes about how to really be present and in being present is where we can find happiness. And that's true. You know, it's like when we finally stopped, there was a there was a recent um, trip. Melissa and I, we went to the mall with our son, Noah, and we were having a pretty stressful day. Like she was getting a text and it was from somebody that she was just, you know, just drama, drama. And then I was getting a text from both of my phones, from work issues and from just a home issue. And I'm like super overwhelmed because I'm dealing with both and she's super overwhelmed. Now both of our energies are overwhelmed. We're both looking at each other about to cry. And I literally had to tell her, shut the shut these damn phones and let's be present. We have our son here. We're at the mall. We should be walking around happy yeah. and like enjoying what's around us. Let's listen to the sounds around us and try to bounce back. So it took us a while to bounce back. Well, it took me longer than her and Noah. But I realized right there and then that we totally missed out on the present. And, you know, and our present really right now is our reaction and how we react in front of our son, you know, because that's what he's going to inherit, you know, mm -hmm. when he grows up, when he interacts with people. And I don't know. There's just something about being present that it's just very important now to me because, like, I get caught up in, like, you know, my phone, my work phone, my personal phone, social media, life, all these damn stupid meetings. No, not stupid. All these damn meetings. <laughs> and I get lost in it. And I don't and I miss out on everything. I'm stuck in the past and I'm stuck in the future and I don't have no sense of presence. So it's like I need to find myself living in the present with, you know, with the future kind of there, but not my not taking the the you know the the majority of my time so but that moment with us uh finally dropping our phones oh my gosh it totally lifted the heaviness that was on us in in our car ride yeah. and we're just we got out the car and went to the mall we're just like oh my gosh that felt so good we turned off our phone we're now present we're engaged and we're looking at each other and that was the piece that we needed and you know sometimes it takes something like that it, sh it shouldn't take something like that but it's important that we do that it's important that we totally shut off everything for a good 30 minutes and just be present yeah. be present with your breathing be present with just whatever it is that you need to be present and you'll 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 get a good a nice fresh wind out of that for you to kind of bounce back and continue on more effectively but yeah i mean big ups to you for being able to recognize that in that moment of of stress, you know, oh, just yeah. like, thank you. Like, uh, B 
being overwhelmed. You know, oftentimes when we're in those kind of situations, I'll speak for myself that if I were in that situation, I would have went off. I would have been all kinds of pissed, you know, and, and like, like, let's go drink. You know, I'd be cursing at everybody, be yeah. just be in a funky ass mood. Uh, whereas you were able to take out the time to be like, look, let's put this shit away. Yeah. Let's find a way to ground ourselves. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So that's what's up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. And it's helped again because of the personal meditations that I've been doing on the side. Yeah. You know, again, finding, going, spend time at the monastery and sitting. You know, there's nothing more difficult than to sit in silence with your thoughts. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're not used to thinking of like, you know, things that are worthy and uplifting and encouraging. Those are not, that's not where I'm at now. So I'm like working there. So, you know, I master the sitting in silence. But to sit in silence with worry, with what to do next, well, that's the that's the fight that I'm fighting. But, you know, like day by day as I'm doing it, I'm finding myself speaking a little bit more different. Now my conversation internally uh-huh. is more like it's amazing to be here. It's the but, war yeah. that you're working, you're fighting against to reach that place of peace. Yep. I feel it. Peace. You're hella, you're hella emoting that energy right yeah, now. Yeah, good. I'm living for it. It's, it's, it's gonna cost <laughs> you. Living. Your peace is gonna cost you, but you better not sell your peace for cheap, man. Right. I'm telling you, you better sell that. You better have, you better put that at the highest price ever. Do not sell your 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 highest your peace. Value, right? Yeah, do not sell it for cheap because I used to sell it for cheap. I used to just be like, okay, like whatever. What if we just don't even sell it? Yeah, don't sell it at all. Right. <laughs> Don't that's right there. That's that's the one. Don't mm-hmm. sell it, because yeah. But anyways, nah, that that's was real. A way Thank of you. Grounding. I feel I do feel really grounded with with not just the um, the reading, the quote, but also your your story and your breakdown of it and yeah. how you related it to yourself. Um, it's really important that we. That we really put the phone down, that we really log off and disconnect. Yeah. Because you're right, it's hard for us to to exist without the screens. You know, I, I was, not for everyone, but for a, a lot of us. Yeah. And I have really been paying attention to how much I am on my phone. And it's, or not even just my phone, but just like the screen, looking at the screens, whether it's yeah. um, constantly being on social media, yeah. whether it's doing work, you know, and having to like write things up and, or check emails, surf the internet, you know, all that shit. And then to try to disconnect from that, you know, you're just watching TV at home. It's like, you're still, you're steadily looking at a it, screen. For you, it's a little different because you're a perfectionist. That's a whole different conversation. That's, that's a war. <laughs> that's a war. That's a war that's that I'm at. spiritual warfare right there. Right, where it's hard, it is hard to just sit there and sit in silence mm. because it makes people uncomfortable. And then if you can't achieve that or even while you're doing that, you're still thinking about yeah. the past, the future, and maybe even the present. Yeah. Right, where it's like, how can we just sit there and not think of anything, just be still, breathe and be at yeah. peace and just really recognize what is happening at the moment and not what we're going through or what we 
Yeah. What we have to prepare for. One of the nuns taught me the greatest lessons ever every time I'm there. She said, every time you sit here, Bex, your conversation to yourself is acceptance. So every thought that comes, accept it. Every thought that comes, like, I have a lot of work, just say to yourself, I accept that I have a lot of work, but it will be done right now. You know, like, just all, you're like, everything was, turned everything into acceptance. And in doing that, like, every thought that came, like, I got to do this, you know, like, I just reverse it to, like, you know what, I know I have to do this. But I have accepted that those things are not going to be done right now. Yeah. But I'm here, and this is the benefits of what I'm going to get out of it. You know. So it was good to kind of, you know, these. I'm grateful for these nuns that walk around and help us and pray for us. But they really help us kind of get there, get to that place of peace, and where we know that we're totally tapped in and unplugged from the world. So. Accepting is one of the biggest things. Whenever you're in your thoughts, you just have to have that conversation with yourself. Listen, I know I'm not done, but I've accepted that I'm not done, and it's okay, and that's fine. You know, so it's just like come on. You know, it makes it easy, and it does. It lifts up. It lifts a burden that shouldn't be there because we're constantly carrying a burden of like this needs to be done. But in all reality, it doesn't have to be done. Right. We just have these high expectations that we put upon ourselves that's weighing us down. But, you know, in reality, it shouldn't be. Like, that work, it, it, it exists. It's a very important. But for right now, it's not going to be done. And I'm not going to touch it because this is my primary focus. Yes. Is, is myself. And then after that is work. But acceptance is one of the key things that... You do whenever you're stuck alone, DD boy. Just have a conversation with acceptance. Yeah, and that's the kind of um, reaction or response that we need to work towards, right? Yeah. To, so because things will, you know, even though we find peace within ourselves, life will still happen. Life will still hit us with things, and it's about how we respond. Yes. And react to it. That yes. Will, that will take us. You know, further yeah. down yeah. the road of peace. Yeah, so, exactly. Thank you, thank you for that. That's <sighs> thank you. The, yeah, that was a uh, Tiknat Han. You can find them on um, all over. In, um, Google them: T H I C H N H A T H A N H. So I'm. Is that a person or yeah, is that it's a, a person? Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe it's a... Are you saying find them? Oh, you meant like find messages? Find, yeah, find uh-huh. me- yeah, find the messages. Find him. He's... Uh, all his quotes are all over. He has he has all these different books. So, Tick Not Han. Okay, I said it right because I Googled and made sure I said it right. So. <laughs> That's what's up. <clears throat> Bruh. Oh, man. <laughs> Give it to I, me. I know. I didn't... Give I don't, it to me. It's funny because this is the second time in a you know this this month where we've had such a thought-provoking would you rather and then we have such a great conversation yeah and then the grounding you know whether it's prayer or just the message you read like we are really we've really been at peace i didn't want my bread to be like a negative one but <sighs> but it it just is what it is i don't <laughs> it's not negative it's not positive it's, what is it it's just in the middle. It's just right here <laughs> and right now. This is what we're dealing with. Okay. 
So it's graduation season. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Our folks is graduating. A lot of folks graduating. Shout from, out to all the graduates. Okay, shout out to all your graduates, especially all your PI graduates right. who are uh, walking across the stage, whether it's elementary, middle school, high school, or college. Yeah. You know, big ups to y'all. Um, but, you know, with graduation season, comes it all comes drum roll. <laughs> to these bogus, these fucking extra ass lays and these ugly ass money going us. Mm. Mm. For those of you who have who are not Samoan, Tongan or Pacific Islander, um, we go all out for graduation season. You know, we we give lays. Some folks, you know, like a lot of folks get candy lays and the creativeness just kept, you know, just kept evolving. <laughs> all, all creativity, you know. Are accepted. Are accepted, you know. We're art, pushing the boundary, though. Art is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> right? I feel like we're pushing the boundary, though. We, like... we push it some. We, we, we try out all kind of shit. But there has just been a lot of, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm just saying ridiculous kind of lays that I've seen that I've I, that you posted on our page. Right. One time I've seen I seen a Saimingi lay, oh. a, a, a lay made full of top ramen. And then we started seeing like the, you know, then they did the chip lay, like little bags of chips. Oh yeah. But I've freaking seen a lay, somebody made a lay. Oh, I even seen a cheeseburger lay. What? Yeah, somebody made a lay out of like uh the double like just cheeseburgers from like McDonald's or whatever. Damn. But this other this other one I just recently seen it was a a lay made of like all the the family sized bags of chips. Yeah. But it was like hella different ass ones. There was like um, bags of the ruffles, the big yeah. ones. They had the bag. They had like the the big jar of the of those cheese, cheese puffs. puffs. Yeah, I seen that wrapped in that damn lay. And somebody you know had it on their. Was wearing it, waiting to give to the graduate. I was just like, these motherfuckers is, they just <laughs> taking it to a so whole are they new creative level. or are they donkeys? <laughs> Which one? Uh, because that uh, you know there might be a backstory to it. Maybe those snacks are the graduates. You know that's probably their favorite snacks, and you know. But do we have to gift it to them that way? No. Really, like you want to put that I on the graduate? I don't think you should. But you gonna put the you gonna. I, I just I don't get it I don't I don't get it and I don't personally like it and but, if and I think it's ugly yeah and that's just that's just how I feel about it yeah that was um because we're always trying to top each other oh did you see that okay we got to make our queen higher now it's like more it's like damn it's well, like people are always trying to but, do a more unique creative have their own you know like right I mean I think that's you know like that's healthy, you know what I mean? Because I, I for one, always like to be different and right. have something that is. But for cheese balls, that stands out, right? Like that's hella. That's that's hella ratchet. Yeah, but maybe there's humor around it. I don't know. That's, I think it's humorous. Yeah. I think so because I think the whole thing is just to be ridiculous, right? Right, and so like if that joke. was the goal, then it was achieved. Yeah, that shit is ugly. <laughs> Cause this it could be a funny idea, and then you just see it in real life. It's like, oh, come on, bro. Because I've seen condom lays, and I was like, okay. Oh, 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 oh. You've never seen the condom lays? No. Oh my that's, gosh. That's that's hilarious, though. I mean, that's a way to promote safe sex, right? <laughs> 
gosh. I've seen a lay made with the little alcohol bottles. That oh. that was pretty dope. You know, but I feel like there have been creative ways in which folks utilize different things. You know, there's been so many creative ways folks have uh, made candy lays. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's like the true. gumball lay. There's yeah. the oh the, the coin the coin lays the coin. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many different ways I've seen like money used. Yeah, in lays, where it's beautiful. You know, even like how yeah, that's true. you know how a carnation lay looks, where it's very full and yeah thick. You know, just to see the the money lays made that way, um, where. You know they have to fold the fans into dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a it's tedious. It's yeah. very tedious and meticulous, but the outcome is very beautiful, right? Right. I don't know. It's just a it's just a way of it being presented that makes it um, appealing, right? You know. And then there's but the, are there rules to lays? Are there rules? That's a great question. I've my rule has always been that like it it was it's our thing, right? Right. It's our thing at Pacific Islanders. It's always been our thing to um, give lays to our graduates. Yeah, you know, and it really did. It really has taken on a life it's of itself. Evolved, like where people are trying to get lays for their graduates who are not a part of the community. Um, yeah, people who are not of the community. You know, like learning how to make them, and then they stand outside of the and sell them. Uh, graduations and they sell them and so it's just like you see you see this element of our culture being commodified right. and being um appropriated and other yeah. people like other people just you know like taking it on as like a part of just regular just like everyday like western culture right, where it's, yeah. it's a part of it was a part of our culture yeah so my rule is that like other people should not have it unless it's gifted to them. Facts. By Pacific Islanders. Facts. And that's just I I have never wavered from that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and I know I've seen people who are non Pacific Islander have it and never wanted to say anything and I, and then have learning down the line that like, oh yeah, their friends made it for them or they have friends who are yeah. PI and they want it in. So, you know, like there's that special kind of VA that's yeah. established by people. But of course, you know, not knowing those things and being on the outside, you see other people rocking that shit. It's just yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. You know, you feel and, some type of way about it. And you know, it's, it's crazy because I actually know a few people that ha- make business out of this. Yes. For the outside culture, like yes. oh, you know, for the Mexicans, for the Balangis, oh well, yeah, yeah, I'll make them for you, but it'll cost so and so. And it's like, really? Is it? Is it? Is has it come down to this? Like, right. you're really gonna? And you know, I guess everybody has to make their money, but it's like, you know, the, that. What's the meaning? Like, you know, I I don't I don't know if they understand the meaning of when you ula them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. They miss that out, but I guess they just see it with so you know so often in with the PIs that graduate and they just really love the attention that they draw. But it's like that comes with a piece of our culture and you know like yeah. and how we how we honor them and especially with the huge celebration like that. But they they miss that component and they just want to have that same attention because it's like my child deserves attention too. But no, so you, yeah. You, you, I know that shit pisses me off because I'll see, you know you see everybody with like the orchid lays and yeah because it's the, all over the Costco Kukui, yeah you know like even that's what I'm saying like it has been commodified in such a way where it's like 
you know, everybody has access to it. And is our are is our people benefiting at the end of the day? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Right. And 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 just not even with the lays, right? Like then folks wanted to. I don't know who the fuck started these damn money crowns. These money guingos. Who did start? But that shit is. I've always thought it was ugly. I've yeah. always been against it. And you know, folks have said stop hating or. You know, it's this and it's that, but it's like, bro, that shit is so ugly. I hate it. And this is my this is my damn opinion. You know, yeah. like I understand there's a lot of work. There's a lot of um obviously there's a lot of money that goes into yeah. it too, but it's just like why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like then we start to then we start to fall in that same kind of ideology of like we're we're the most important or or like, pay attention. Look at me. This is this is this is a part of my culture, and then it's also the the money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think it's the fact that it's money. See, it could be it could be that, but I also see the creative, innovative side of our people. You know, and how they want to really add that cultural element to you know whatever celebration that they're doing. So you know, I I could see I. I can see how that can play out if, okay, you want to, you know, you want a headpiece, okay, because you want to be creative and you also want to, you know, just really show that your cultural side, you know, just to your class. And maybe that's something unique and creative for some people. Because, you know, I know for some people, people just want to use it as a form of, like, art and, you know, just to kind of just let them know that this is, this is my culture. This is how we usually, you know, well, that's not really how we usually adorn people. Like, right. So that's not the right way, but I think that's just their creative way of like, oh, it would be kind of cool, you know. So I, I'm just thinking of more from a creator point of view, you know, like people are always trying to find creative ways, even with like the, the what do you call those? The, the sashes? Yeah, the yeah. sashes, you know. Those are dope. Those are so dope. Those are dope. You had one too, right? Yeah. My Did Nancy sis- make yours? Nancy made it. Yeah, my oh. sisters bought it for me. I think yours was the first time I've ever seen one. I've never seen that. And- I don't know how long they have been out. I think they've been they were out for a minute before that. Um, but yeah, just everybody has been accessing her to make them. You know, ever not ever since me, but just ever since folks have found yeah. out about her doing that. Mm-hmm. Um. And you're right, like, we we do adorn our, just people in that, you know, in that kind of way, because lays are found in different functions, right? Yeah, like, not just yeah. graduations, but we we give lays for folks when we have important functions at yeah. church, or when we have a guest, yeah. you know, and when we have ce- different celebrations. celebrations, yeah. Yeah, you know, and something that I thought about, too, when you were saying about how, like, non-PIs, you know, want to adorn their graduates as well, and they, you know, they buy the lays and whatnot that are available to them. Something that I always find pride in and happiness in is that, yeah, you can do, I guess, you know, like we can't stop you from doing that. We can have our opinions about it. But one thing that I know for sure is that it will never be at the level in which we adorn our graduates, right? right? right. Because Facts, facts, yeah. I always, you know, like looked forward to 
graduations, you know, family or not. I love seeing our people graduate because I love how adorned they are after graduation. I mean, during the ceremony, right? Like they already have an abundance of lays. And then afterwards, everybody's just, you know, like everybody who comes through, they're pouring lays on the yeah. on them and so holding them both arms. holding them on both yeah. arms you know it's all stacked up all the way to yeah. their head you can't even see their head they even have like um pales or hakus yeah, around their head. Yeah. you know just so be being so adorned right yeah because of their accomplishment like i love that about yeah. our people i love that about love our that culture too. the money going i i mean it, it is what it is and people do it people like it and that's okay. My feel for it is just my feel for it. My opinion is just my opinion. I hate him. I think they're ugly. And I don't like them. Yet What's I can the appreciate. Point? Yeah, I can appreciate how freaking beautiful it is that we are adorned in such a way. The point, I don't know, bro. I mean, I think it's just a way to stand out. Stand out. And then like you said, right? Be creative. You can see the creative side in it. And of course we all have creative creativity in us. Yeah. It don't always mean it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just, I just wanted to bring this, this shit up. Cause you know, this is something that we always talk about at this time of the year as, uh, in the, in the PI community is that, yeah. you know, it's graduation time. Okay. Lay time. You know, everybody's making lays. Honestly, I'm fucking tired because I would, I w- You've been making lays all night. I've been making lays all night. Let me not put an S at it. It's not plural. I made one damn lay. And not just by myself, me and Lulu did it, Aww. but it's such a meticulous yeah. process, right? Yeah. We got to cut the square. We wanted to do a nice one. Yeah. Shout out to M because M's graduating today. <laughs> hey. And we wanted to make a nice one, you know, so we got to cut the squares. We got to yeah. get the candy. We got to get the ribbon. You got to get the cellophane. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's a, a lot. It's a lot, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful. Yeah. The outcome is beautiful, and the meaning behind it is beautiful, and the yeah. intent behind it is is beautiful. Where it's like it's all worth it. Yeah. But it's just all a part of the process. It is. And this is a long conversation that we could go into with so many things, but you know, I just wanted to touch base on the fact that this is the season, and we're yeah. gonna be seeing some crazy ass shit. So <laughs> I'm already rolling my eyes, but yeah. I'm also amazed at just the creativity and beauty that we produce right <sighs> that's your bro that's my bro man you know <laughs> that's your that's... release <laughs> i released that into the world and i can i encourage everyone to continue to can be creative you know and i also want to encourage folks stop making those damn money uh money coingas they're ugly bro <laughs> Save your money, bro. Put it in a card and put give it, it in to the them. card, or you right? know, make the layout of it. That's just as oh, a nice money lay. Yeah. yeah, there's some really nice money lays. But all right, y'all, our ICU this week, we're gonna remix it a little bit and do a little bit different. Um, we were hit up a few months ago from one of our listeners out of Hawaii. Her name is Valerie. She wanted to put this Samoan guy on our radar who, um. Started a nonprofit organization in honor of his nephew who tragically passed away. The nonprofit organization is called Tyrell's Angels and it helps homeless the, the homeless community in Hawaii get resources. The guy's name is Josiah Vem Vemley. 
I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong, but we wanted to dedicate our ICU to you, brother, just for the great work that you're doing out there in Hawaii. Something that Valerie mentioned was that our Pacific Islander community in Hawaii makes up the majority of the homeless community. So it's really sad to, you know, just to hear that that happens. And it's not just, it's because the cost of living out there is outrageous and so many other politics that I'm not fully aware of, but yet there are great folks out there who are doing work to ensure that our people get the resources that they need and the support. Um, And so with that, we just want to say thank you to Valerie for putting Josiah on our radar and Josiah Vemley, we want to say, I see you. Now that we got that out the way, partner, I have to say, I have to say, I cannot stop looking at this new tattoo you have on your chest. Mm, my neck and chest. Your, uh, my bad. Your neck and your chest. <laughs> my neck. <laughs> <laughs> my chest. Sis, bruh, sis, this yes. is beautiful. Oh, Thank my gosh. You. If you're, for those of you who are listening right now, um, let me just describe this to you. You'll, you can find it on our Instagram, but let me tell you, Bex Bumble got a new tattoo all up on her neck and chest that is just breathtaking. It Thank is, you so much. It is uh, inspired. I can already tell when I first seen it, when you got out the whip, I was, it's inspired by the Malu. Yes. And it's just so... Very, de- very detailed. Very detailed. The lines are crisp. You know, the everything. It just looks so on point. I, I fucking love it. It's so Thank sick. <clears throat> what inspired you to get this tattoo? Hmm. I think there's a lot of inspirations behind this. Um, one, I think um, these last few months I've been really trying to find myself in my roots mm. and my language and my mm. culture so um and i'm grateful for sitting in many conversations with you with kiana with um ty with just quite a few people that are really you know if they're not re- already kind of saturated in their culture they're on their way there and, you know, and that's just to name a few. I also have aunts and uncles that I still go visit just to get the language and try to catch it again. Because once upon a time, I had the language mm-hmm. at the tip of my tongue, very fluent. Uh-huh. You know, it just I, I literally lost it from the age of 11 and on because it was English from there on. And it was English for my parents as well because, you know, they came from Samoa to America quickly wanting to pick up everything American, you know? So, um, yeah, but in this new journey that I'm taking, I'm, I, it's, it's a lot of things. It's, it's studying the language. It's being, sitting in more spaces that have the language, listening to songs, sitting, you know, finding myself wanting to visit more Samoan churches to kind of pick up the language as well. And, um, you know, also with my dad still trying to fight for this position as the, you know, to reign as the chief in, uh, in, in Ong- Ongingwa. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so there's a lot of uh, ties to it. But this is not an actual malu for those of you that have slid in my DM and kind of gave me havoc on oh. I should not be wearing this malu on my neck. Mm-hmm. It should be worn where it is supposed in- to be worn. Which is where? 
um, from your hip down to your legs or to your lower knees. And, um, yeah, so it, there was a lot of good. I mean, my whole reasoning behind it is because I do want a piece of the influence of the Malu was something that I love. I've always, I've always kind of looked at that and really adored it from afar. And I've, and I took a piece of it. I took influences of it and, um, just really made it a part of me. You know, this is deeper than just my skin. You know, this is more of me spiritually. This is spiritually, it's my connection to my ancestors and where they've been, you know, even right. as in as the title, I was chief with my grandpa and my great grandpa. So it's it's a lot of things. And this is as I'm discovering, you know, my family, my lineage and knowing where I'm at. I'm just like, man, I really want to do this because of in honor of that and also to, you know, this is a part of me. This is culture, you know. This is uh, just there's a lot of there's a lot of key components, cultural components of why I wanted to wear, it, especially on my neck and right. my chest. What what in, what inspired you to place it there? There, I think that see, I was contemplating either there or a more non visible part, but it was going to be somewhere in my upper you know, frame uh-huh. my body. Um, but I chose my neck because, you know, this is going to be like pretty crazy, but that is from what I heard, the most painful part of my body. Mm-hmm. And, um, f- you know, from what I've heard about just journeys of like, when you do it, you do it with a partner because, you know, like you never want to go along in a journey of pain alone. For, you know, that's just kind of like the back history of why people do it in twos. Right. They have so, their sores. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted I didn't want the most painful experience, but I really because it was a it was to some degree a spiritual um, experience for me as well because this was super painful. Yeah, and, and on top of that, I was sick. Like I'm like I was still like coming out of a cold and a virus, and like so. Just imagine how achy my body is, and how sensitive I am. My nose is running, and I'm still doing this. So, to have that coupled with the pain that of a, 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 a you know, the pain of a neck tattoo, it's like everything's so sensitive. But in my head, how I persevered and pushed through was like spiritually. Like I thought of people that meant a lot to me that had passed, like my mother, my grandma, my grandpa, you know? Yeah. People that I know that held such a strong legacy and, you know, that paved a, that paved the way for my family and especially for where my dad is at now and for my dad to be fighting so strong mm-hmm. at the age that he's at now. It's like that kept my mindset going into pushing through the pain that I felt as I was doing this tattoo. So there was just a lot of things that kind of came into play. But, um, yeah, this is this is a it's a statement. You know, this is Word. a statement, not just of, you know, the influences of the Malu, but it's just a statement of me being a positive, you know, a positive woman, you know, yeah. a Samoan woman that just wants to wear um, this but this piece on my neck. Yeah. So, I mean, and I wanted I I I wanted this to be very visible. Yeah. So that's why I want. I know traditionally we're not to wear 
you know, because that's just kind of like that's where the model. But you know what? As as we've evolved in culture, the that's just not the thing that's practiced nowadays because we don't, you know, keep keep those practices, you know, very sacred. I mean, there are those who you know who who do do it that way. Yeah. Um. But as you said earlier, though, that like this is not. Amalu. It's not at it's all. It's Malu inspired. Exactly. Um, and thank you just for sharing with us, you know, your your reasonings for doing this. I, I think it's always a statement, right? right. To, to get a piece. Right. right. To get ink, to get the markings of our culture. Yeah. Um, because in context, right, like it makes sense as to why we want to represent our culture exactly. in such a way. Yeah. Even though like this Western culture is a part of us as well. Exactly. Right? And so like it could be viewed as that like this is a very Western way of doing something that is indigenous and cultural. Right. But we are the manifestation of that. Facts, as folks yeah. who were born and raised here yeah. and like engulfed in exactly the culture and really wanting to reclaim exactly um our our indigenous culture and revive right Mm -hmm. so i mean i feel like i I totally understand because as so many of us who have kaolimas who have uh cultural patterns you know that have influences from the or and the malu right like i mean i've seen guys plenty of guys out there who have all kinds of different um parts of the you know the the be'a incorporated into their yeah. tattoos that are not in the traditional place that right. you know yeah. um, that the men get it i've seen plenty of guys where they get the the part that goes uh, around that, their waist yeah around yeah. their waist and that co- that comes over their stomach I've seen a lot of that placed like on folks neck, right, whether yeah. it's like in the front of the neck or even on the back of the neck to where that, that the, the, the boat part comes, you know, yeah. with those, those lines. Um, yeah. Just seeing it in hella, hella um, inspired ass uh, ways where it's like, it's not the actual. Be- uh, yeah. You know, but it's like, it's inspired by it. Right. I mean, just to think about your tattoo, it reminds me of Teresa's tattoo that she just recently got. Right. Where hers and you just showed sits, me that. It's yeah. so dope. It, it sits, um, it, you know, like in the cleavage area down her chest that's like shaped in a compass that has, you know, um, that has and, markings from the Malu as well. Right. Right? And a Aradna. Yeah, you brought up Aradna's piece that's also on her chest. And then even just, you know. A lot um, of women in New Zealand, like, because I follow a lot. Because, again, I, I this isn't something that I just thought of overnight I want to go do. Right. I have been kind of contemplating on getting this tattoo for months. Yeah. So I've just been looking for the one, the right tattoo person. And also just the right, the right, um, the right designs and the right, you know, just... I mean, I wanted the right ones. My sister's uh, jam and fish. They just got their, uh, they just got their sister tattoo on their foot, uh, done by my boy Genesis, and it has markings. Genesis that did our graphics. Yep, he does tattoos. Yeah, he's a tattoo artist. Look at that. (laughs) But they, their tattoo, um, they got it on their foot, and it has, it has um, Malo inspired designs in it as well. Right. And 
it's all I th- it's all beautiful, right? right? And so it was interesting to hear that you said you've already um, received havoc for it. I was right. just wondering, like, what what is some of the or quote unquote concerns or yeah, or what cor- is polite correction as we whatever <laughs> it is, what is the what is the um. What are folks saying about your tattoo? Um, I mean, I can't give you word for word verbatim of what was said because, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, throw certain people under the bus. But one of the things is that one, um, that the malu should be worn where it's traditionally supposed to be worn, you know, uh-huh. which is like from, you know, our waist down to our legs, which is true. Yeah. But sweetie, this is not a malu, you know, like Again. that's my answer. It's like, <laughs> honey, when this is not a malu on my neck and one like I know I'm not where I want to be as far as language and culture and understanding everything that I need to know. But one thing I know for sure is that if and when I do decide to get the malu, I want to do it the traditional way. You know, and I wanted God. You know, I don't want it like done at a tattoo shop. You know, right? Because remember that one time we we seen that stuff on uh, social media about a woman getting the malu done on her legs with the, with the tattoo gun. Yeah, like now that's disrespectful. You know, and that's different. See, that's another conversation. Right. Because, that's a whole another. That's yeah. a whole other conversation because that's the actual malu. Yes. And then of course, you know, thinking back to uh, Mystic Malu mm. and all of the backlash that she received. But again, that was. That's an actual that's malu. An actual malu, right? And she. She went upon it the with the she, ceremony, and she did it right. She, she did it right, and she just it was about the way that she was. Um, promoting it and putting it out my there. Malu, my rules. Yeah, you know, like, it, it just left it open for folks to have their opinions on it, right? right? And that reminds me, we still have, you know, contact with her that we need to make. But yeah, like her email, right. But, but this all takes me back to just this whole conversation around Pacific Islander, Oceanic, yeah. Samoan tattoos, right? right? And just what's what's right and what's wrong right. who should be wearing it who shouldn't right um how it's supposed to be like displayed and carried out and done you know because like, even for me you know i have like i i have these i have a sleeve yeah. i have this one on my arm and it's got and who all got of, you um well the design for the sf on my arm it was done by my family uh by my cousin in samoa yeah but when i when I got it done, I got it done by a tattoo artist, uh, I think Balangi guy, because my family used to have tattoo parties. But I came with like, this is the design, stencil this shit out, you know, right. and do it. So, and then this one was done by Accused Apprentice. I, f- I think his name was Eugene, uh, Samoan guy. Um, but nonetheless, you know, like this is like, non-traditional right yeah kinds of tattoos and so i got these because i you know um like you said i wanted to display right my cultural connection i wanted to display my heritage my samoanness right because this is how i thought to right. have done it but i mean the piece that that gives me that i'm that really explains a lot about me is just the sf with the with the cultural mm. patterns inside. You know what I mean? My my sleeve piece because yeah, I'm Samoan, 
this is my culture, but I also was, you know, born and raised in San Francisco. Yeah. And that was how I, you know, just thought to represent myself because that's yeah. who I was. Um, but, you know, like hearing all of the this conversation <clears throat> right. more recently with, you know, like how... See, I wouldn't know how to... Well, I mean, I, I look forward to having more conversation with your your typical traditionalist, you know, yeah. of just, you know, that's not right. You shouldn't be wearing it. That's not how it's supposed to have been worn. You know, you weren't supposed to, you know, that's, you know, like the whole keeping things sacred, right? The Malu doesn't go there. You shouldn't, you know, like those type of conversations. I'm, I'm well, I'm very prepared to have because one, I want to learn, you know, and two, I want to just kind of ask like, a lot of different questions like, well, you know, in around the whole like, well, the one this is this isn't a malu and why is it wrong to have like influences of, you know, certain patterns of the malu anywhere on our bodies, you know, mm. because if that's the case, every woman and man that well, a lot of our women who wear on their hands now, it's like, come on, like how what what is the what's the ba- what are, what are, where does the boundary stop there at least from the traditional standpoint cuz they have a lot of just kind of old old traditional ways of of viewing it where things need to be more sacred and i believe that to some degree because if I had a malu, it would be I would keep it sacred. You would do it the the yeah. way in which it was attended, right? I wouldn't show it until I'm doing an actual performance or representing my dad. You know, if he was if he was anywhere, you know, yeah. like I would wear it right. But I don't have a malu, honey. You know, yeah. that's the like thing. That is just, that's just that's a piece. Right yeah, there, right? it's influenced uh, by the malu, and I'm grateful for that. And even you know, there to to be honest. There were there were some other um, the Filipino the traditional Filipino um, pa- um, patterns and ideas that I seen that I even pulled from from there as well. You know, I really liked some of their patterns. I mean, I just kind of threw in a bunch of pictures and I gave it to my tattooist and I said, "See what you can do with a bunch of these and make something." You know, mm. so it didn't just come from one malu and this is the only you know it came from quite a few and the reason why i chose the filipino um traditional um just kind of uh what designs was because like i have a strong connection to the filipino community because like i was unofficially adopted into a filipino family Mm -hmm. when i was 11 and you know i've even gone to the stay in the philippines for quite a while i stayed with my family out there and i really kind of picked up the language the customs and the values quicker than the samoan you know because that's when i lost everything i lost the samoan when it picked up the filipino you know so i have a lot of respect for that culture and that's why i kind of wanted to figure out how i can get some of the influence of that and the samoan into one Mm -hmm. and that's how i kind of formulated this tattoo so it was kind of like a mixture of both so yeah thank you for sharing that part because when you were when you started to share about you pulling from the filipino i was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait hold up okay because that sounds now that sounds like appropriation yeah 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 right and Again, you you just picked up influence from it, and it can be perceived in many different kind of ways. But I think when you, when folks are able to explain the meaning behind it, right, and the yeah. connection, you know, I feel like 
your connection seems warranted, especially because you have a connection right. to the, the Filipino community. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. If, it, there's it, a lot of folks who get like, like especially Filipinos, right? There's Filipinos. Right. There's um, who else gets it? Balangis. Uh, Uli, Uli folks get you know just all kind of people. I've seen all kind of people have cultural, you yeah. know, Pacific Islander cultural patterns in incorporated in their tattoo. Yeah. And it, I oftentimes think like, oh, are they pi? Right, right. To have that, sometimes people aren't even, and they they just think they're getting cult, you know, uh, what do they call it? Tribal yeah. patterns. Right. Just for the fuck of it being tribal. Yeah. And then you have those people who get it because they are connected to right. people from that culture or yeah. they've been adopted in. Yeah. You know how like when we, rec- when we yeah. unofficially take in people as like yeah. our own family, you know, they're connected and you become a part of us. And so, yeah. And you know, it's, it's, there's a lot. I have a, this journey, this whole tattoo journey, I, I mean, I have a lot more, like, I plan to even have a sleeve. My whole sleeve right here is going to be, like, just nothing but women. You know, I plan to have, uh, what you would call it, like, my mom is going to be one of the main women on, like, my arm. But just women that made a huge impact in my life, you know. And I want this, like, sleeve to be, like, that sleeve where it's, like, just... That's like, how you want to honor them, honor yeah. so many women. Yeah, like I even want Nafanua on this arm. Like I want women that I feel like I I took from. Like I took like a lot of their influences, a lot of their their impact. I want it to be on this. See, I view my body as a canvas, you know, and there's mm. a story that I want to share when people view tattoos on my body, you know? So like that's... That's the whole meaning behind it. So when people ask, like, and what what are the meanings behind that? You know, I have a story for it. Yeah. You know? So there's a story for every tattoo like that I have on my body, and like I'm looking forward to put this story because I want just a lot of the women that I admire that we spoke about. Right. You know, and I learned a lot, and you know, it'll continue. But I know for tattoo for people who get tattoos, it's all about stories. You know. Yeah. And if there's anything I want to carry my body. As you know, for people of stories, I want my body to be to to have a story mm-hmm. and a meaning behind it. So, yeah, I feel it. I dig <laughs> it. You know, and I, I think you brought up a good point that there's always a story behind someone's tattoos. Yeah, and that's the important piece is that we continue to tell the stories of why we got it, what's inspired by it, because it can help connect and. Um, you know, just set the set the context and the understanding of why we have it. Right. As and maybe it could help folks understand better, um, and see how their perception is based, you know, like on how they think and yeah. their beliefs and how they grew up. And it doesn't mean it's the same as other people's. Yeah. But again, you will you will come across your typical traditionalist. That will oppose like those type of, right. you know, because we're constantly tr- evolving as a culture, and I think we've spoken about that with Kiana, or if not Kiana, with somebody. Maybe it was just us. Like our culture is constantly evolving, and I don't know. Every every it seems like every year it changes like dramatically, and um, I don't know. Like 
people have their views like that's just not right but it's like well if if where my quote unquote malu if if you call this a malu and if it's not where it's supposed to be why is that one thing so like why are you so adamant about that one particular traditional practice but yet you abandon and forget about all the other traditional practices about our culture you know so I don't know. I just think it's interesting that you've received a lot of concern. So early. I literally received it the day, <laughs> the <laughs> evening. Yeah. The day was good, but and I wonder it's if, a good thing. I wonder if other, you know, the other women received um, flack for, like, getting the tattoos as well. Like, I'm going to talk to... I want to talk to Teresa. I want to talk to yeah. my sisters. Talk other, to Arana. <laughs> <laughs> and just see if they too have received any, you know, pushback for getting yeah. um, markings of the malu, you know, incorporated into the tattoos because... And you know what's crazy? Even the men. Even yeah. the men who have, um, you know, markings inspired by the bell, if they've received any flag. And what's crazy is that, um, again, even in this research, and I'll send it to you, there are a lot of women right now in New Zealand, Australia, that have these tattoos, but it's kind of scattered differently. Like they have it all on their leg or yeah. just in their whole arm right here mm-hmm. of the malu mm-hmm. and, or even on their chest area, you know, and it's like, wow, that was that was admirable to me. I'm like, I love that. I love how people are just creatively finding a place to you know carry that type of design well i think with anything you know once we put it out there it's open for critique open for comment and so i think folks will have much more to say but i know when i first seen it i reacted like (laughs) I, i went all out I fucking wigged out like oh shit right because it's beautiful it's so captivating and I, these are these are parts of the malu that I have always been drawn to you yeah. know what I mean because there's something so intricate about the lines and the diamond shapes mm. you know that I just always have just been so fascinated by right and I just love how you have it displayed here. It's so dope. Like, would it ha- would it have been any different if I had displayed it on my arm or my hand? Like, would would that would those questions from people would they still oppose that view? You know, like, mm-hmm. or is it just because it's pretty evident right here? In right there, like, bam, you in know, your face. Like, I don't, you know, fuck what everybody else got to say. <laughs> no, I mean that's just the. I also feel like I'm in a weird place because I always feel like, damn, we're always, you know, commenting on other people's shit. Yeah. Um, but I, I've seen yours. I've seen Teresa's. I've seen Fish and Jams. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. It could be biased. I don't think it's biased because if I didn't like it. That's fact. You, you know, I, I'm not good at hiding my feelings. Right. So I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But no, I think it's beautiful, and thank you. And just thank the fact so that much. like you're receiving so much um, pushback because of it is polite is, correctness is what I call it. Fuck all that. <laughs> but what's correct kind of to politics, them is different, you know. Different, you know they, a bunch a, of legalism. It's a. It's just a nice way of saying that what you know what you did they don't agree with, and it's like, well, you got well who makes, to do with you? Yeah. Who makes the rules? Let me know that. <laughs> of where things should be and 
what can what are what's the limits of like okay this is the farthest you can go as far as design as far as model but everything else we got to keep sacred like what are the limits with that you know like where's the where are the where are the where's lines? the handbook where it says you can use only these that these designs outside of a malu but other than that these ones we're going to keep sacred only for the traditional it's like where are the rules for this it's like uh, it's this push and pull between tra- traditional um, or traditionalist yeah. versus like modernist. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tradition versus modern. And I don't, you know, it's, it, it'll always just be one against the other. And what we want to do is fuse the two. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so we'll always have people on the outside of that. And it's a spectrum, you know, but I think if you're grounded in your reasonings behind getting it yeah 1000 percent. if you love it yeah that, like just live in it it's yeah. beautiful Thank i'm you so, so much. i'm just so um joyful for it right. for you you know like it just Thank it's, you. it's amazing it looks great um i think it's very um eye-catching you mm. know it's a tension grabber um yeah, and good shit. <laughs> I mean, and but that wasn't the intention behind it, you know. Like, again, my intention was literally because if I could, I would have really gotten the Malu. But my sister, my oldest sister, got it first, so that's why I've been asking you all can these still questions. Get it. Yeah, I heard, you know, and I and I all the sisters, all yeah, you sisters can get it, you know, and that's you know. But for me, like, and this is just a personal thing, like. I am because I'm working my way into finding myself in my language again, finding myself in my culture and finding myself, period, as a, you know, a Samoan woman. It's like I want to make sure that I cover a little of these areas before I go do anything if I do decide to, you know, get the malu. But I'm very much right now in my headspace right now. I'm very much all about um, knowing my family first, the roots, the, the, the lineage before I go really. Because I know that if, when I know about my family and the lineage and the, just the whole back history of it, I'll know my culture, you know, because yeah. I'll learn it through them. So there's just a lot of things that I'm doing now that I had never done before. And my family has seen a huge shift in that because they see that I've been, you know, asking a lot of questions like, you know, like what's what's grandma, grandma's, you know, like it was just history about grandma. What's this about grandpa, you know, and just, you know, I can't, just simple things and conversations that I've never asked before. I'm now ready to ask that I wish I was able to ask a long time ago. But right. so, yeah, I mean, I'm in a de- different headspace now. So this is more than what someone had called a decoration, a, a westernized decorative um, exploit, whatever. So what <laughs> they called it, uh, what they call it <laughs> and, uh, westernized decorate decoration, just a westernized decoration. So this, uh, this, I don't call a westernized decorative piece. I, I mean, I feel like there's then that they're saying that about all of our tattoos, which, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe they're right. But that's their view and yeah, and not yeah. yours. You know, like right. it means something to you. It, there's a story behind it. And that's the truth about right. that. Yeah. You know, they other people can have their opinions, um, but it's just that, right? It's like, it's theirs. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. And it ain't going to make you none. And so. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess the best to do is just to like accept it, like you said earlier, right? Like just accept the fact yeah. that this is that's how people are going to feel about it. Yeah, and that's okay. Be- yeah, and you're at peace with your reasonings for getting it. Right, and you're at peace in like it being there, and just continue to be you and do yeah. you and go on your journey and hopefully that strengthens you and and just. It's just, just empowers you, you know, let yeah. it empower you. It's, yeah, it definitely has, you know, it's, it's taken me to a, another place as mentally to really just, you know, tap into my ancestors, learn more about them, get deeper into culture, language. I'm so big on language right now. And, you know, one of the things that you've always told me, listen to Samoan songs, you know, <laughs> that shit yeah. slaps in my car like all the time. Okay, you, we're going to slap it when we get up out <laughs> no, of here. No, for real. <laughs> like, you know, I really love that even where I work at, you know, it's like we we have, it's it's a part of the playlist, Samoan music. Right. So it's like I'm, I'm constantly hearing it, but practicing um, makes it a little bit easier for me. So that's why I love sitting, you know, with elders or just somebody who really knows the language very fluent. Just, just let's just have just some, so, you know, some, you know, not chief level, you know, conversation, but let's just have some basic conversation where I'm, where we're able to exchange words. So my pronunciation can be a little sharp. Heck yeah. That's what's up. So, yeah, you know, I can't wait to hear all the feedback because, you know, your girl is ready <laughs> to hear it. All the good and bad, I receive it all. It, you know, it's a, again, everyone has a right to their own opinion. Word. And I love it. And, you know. Speaking of um, Samoan language, it ties. Oh, yeah, in is, June. Yeah, they're going to start back up with the Samoan uh, language class. Uh, just looking I wish at. It wasn't in fri- I wish it was on Friday, man. Looking at Ty's uh, post that he made earlier, um, the Samoan language and cultural classes, they will start on the, let's see, on June 7th, and they'll be every Friday from June 7th until August 30th. That'll be from 7 to 9 p.m., and it'll be at the First Samoan Congregational Church in San Francisco, also known as 2-6 Church. Um and if you're interested in uh, joining, please get in touch with Ty. We'll also put up the we'll also put up the flyer and everything of how you can get connected to that. But that's maybe that maybe that's something that we can yes try promote. to do together. Who knows what what our schedules will look like? Yeah. Well, damn Friday, sheesh. <laughs> It'd be a good way to you know spend your Friday. I know before. The turn up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, but just, I just, you know, thanks, partner, for having that conversation because I feel like we, you know, this is something just like with when it's the season, uh, graduation season, and we, you know, the lays come about and those conversations are always being had. I feel like we are always having these conversations about tattoos right. in our community as well, right? And like who, who has the right to wear it, who yeah. does not. What is um, what what is sacred and what is not, you know, and yeah. what is uh, indigenous and what is Western, and there's just we could write a fucking dissertation on this shit. Facts, right? And so I think us just getting this conversation started about your piece and so many other pieces, you know, it can lead us to many more conversations about like the intricacies and right. the 
and the different nuances of you know traditional versus modern Pacific Islander tattooing, yeah. right? Yeah. And I know many of our listeners and many of the folks in our community have views and opinions on this. So let's chop it up, y'all. Let's talk right. about it. We just heard from Bex, and you heard a little bit from me about you know the tattoos that we have. Yeah. Definitely not traditional. Right, yeah. Right? It's definitely molded into a different, more evolved yeah. way of like our existence here yeah. as Pacific Islanders, Samoan Americans in the diaspora. Right. Um, and, yep. and that's just our truth. That's what it is. And if you don't like it, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that I, I understand 100% from the traditional, the, from the traditionalist stance that, you know, I, I, can, I understand their views, you know, 100%. Like I and I am, even uh, I I'm in agreement even with the whole keeping it sacred, you know. But for someone to say that, well, that should not be where worn on your neck it should be worn where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, just the first thing I said was that, honey, this is not a malu, you know. Yeah. Like this is, oh yeah, the influences of the malu came out of this tattoo, but. If this was a Malu, I would definitely not be wearing it here. Right. And, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure folks are going to say, well, it's got nothing but the Malu marks right. in it. Okay. But it's not the Malu. Right. Yeah. Okay. Again, y'all, it's inspired. <laughs> Hoy. Hoy away. There's a, there's a uh, phrase that I learned in Tongue, and it's Lahi um, Taulea. What the hell? Lahi Taulea means like there's so many things to say about about it but we won't right there's, ah, there's like just so that. much more like to that. say i like there's so that. much that we can say about yeah it. um but, but you it's know. okay to to again it's okay to have a a more traditional way of uh, viewing it just give us your feedback we want to hear good or bad we want to hear right all right y'all we're gonna uh go ahead and we got to get up out of here. We got yeah. shit to do. We got shit to do. We got to land that right there. Uh, but before we get out of here, okay. you know, as we always do, Bex, how are you going to take care of yourself? You know, I'm going to give you my typical answer. So Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to be at a monastery again. This time, this time I'm going to be at a different monastery because this week will be my vacation week. Because I haven't taken my vacation yet for, you know, so I, so I have that time. taking some time off of work? I'm taking some time That's off of work. Up. So I'm hoping to kind of finally visit the monastery in Santa Cruz. So I'm excited for that one with my family. We're going to go together because we're going to learn how to meditate That's together. That's right. So, um, yeah, that's how I'm going to be taking care of myself and eating right because, damn, uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I haven't been eating right, and and I've been trying to blame it on me being sick because you know, you know, I'm just like I don't feel good. I need cheeseburger. You know, that's definitely not right, but that's just comfort food. Hey, one thing at a time. One <laughs> thing at a time. Just, just be at peace. Accept it and accept <laughs> the ex- three thousand <laughs> calories that's coming in in one take. <laughs> and just accept the fact that you're gonna, you know, make the right decision. Next. Help us, Lord. Uh, what I'm gonna do to take care of myself is I'm just. Uh, I'm going to be present. There you go. That's it right there. Um, especially because I'm taking time off again. So Ooh. I'm going to, we're going down for Exodus is a funeral, funeral services um, this week. And, you know, I, uh, there's just so much that has to happen. You know, we're helping to alleviate different, um, just alleviate the pressure from the family and take right. care of other tasks. And so just making sure that things happen and, 
and uh, not worry about work, not worry about what's, you know, what's Facts, happening yeah. in the future, and just worry about making Exodus his home, going services, um, as fly as he was, you know. Mm. So, just gonna, be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I'm that present really in stunner. this whole experience. Nice, good for you. All right, y'all. Well, that was another episode of For the Cultures. You know, as always, you can tap in with us on the social medias at For the Cultures with a Q and an S, and also tap in via email for the cultures at gmail.com. Yes, we want to hear back from y'all. Yes. ASAP. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace, love, and happiness. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Inoke Hafoka and Manu Malo Alayuma. Thank you for your generous donation and support of this podcast. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.